0: Hello and welcome to the podcast of Emmanuel Assemblies of God in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For times and locations, please visit at EmmanuelAG.com. Pastor Jimmy, I'd just like to welcome you to the front. Would you uh, make him welcome as he comes to minister today?
1: wow now i've got a built-in pa system so i don't want to you know blast people out this is uh sherry would you stand this is my wife sherry yeah Uh, she's put up with me for 40 years and uh, she says to everybody she says well putting up with him for 40 years, look what happened to her. hair. And I said, well, look what happened to mine. You know what I'm saying. But uh, we're really glad to be here. Uh, Pastor Brent, thank you for inviting us. Uh, I've been around as long as the Assemblies of God Church right here has been here. I was born and raised in Union County. I knew the founding pastor of this church. So I've been been around a while. I'm now, uh, my wife and I, we spent eight years in Russia, started doing ministry there in 1992, though, and we've been doing it ever since. And now uh, the Holy Spirit has... Directed, redirected our ministry to Africa. I call him Jehovah Sneaky.
0: <laughs>
1: and you have to understand why I'm saying that. I have no disrespect to the Holy Spirit. But I'm telling you right now, what God has in his heart for you today, if you really knew what it was all about, you'd be calling him Jehovah Sneaky as well. You have to understand that when you live this believer's life, that God has opportunities for us beyond any comprehension that we can dream or think or imagine, according to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And so I'm here today to share with you What I feel like the Holy Spirit has put in my heart, and uh, don't be alarmed, I brought two Bibles. Doesn't mean that I'm going to preach two hours. I've been known to do that, though. But I am, I want you to, how many of you have your Bibles with you? Let me see them, hold them up. Maybe you have a phone that's got a Bible on it. Turn to Luke's gospel, chapter 1, and uh, I'm going to set this one right here for the time being. My question to you is, how big is your God? You know, the very name of this church speaks volumes to the capacity of the Holy Spirit to release in you and through you how big God is. Because the very name Emmanuel means God with us. And if God is with us, then what determines your, your success or your failure? I'm already preaching better and you're letting on. Are you hearing me? You see, I'm here to challenge you. I may upset you and really don't care if I upset you as long as it's the Holy Spirit speaking into your spirit and challenging you to bring you to a revelation of a deeper understanding of the power of a possibility of the Holy Spirit being released in you and through you. You can only give away what you have. I said you can only give away what you have. A few years ago, I was in Amet, Louisiana. And I was at a church there, and uh, the pastor was a former missionary in Russia. And I was in the prayer room. This is a church of about five, six hundred people. And uh, I, I was in the prayer room. I thought I was going to be by myself, but there was about 20 other people there. And the Holy Spirit began to release something into my spirit. And He said, I am releasing an atmospheric shift in the spirit over my people. And I said, well, that's great, Lord, but what in the world are you talking about? He said, I'm going to begin to pour out my spirit without measure on a people that will open their heart and receive it and step into my destiny I have for them. Well, guess what? I'm here to declare to you this morning that your destiny does not is not determined by your past. Your destiny is not determined by the failures of your past. Your destiny is determined by Jesus Christ when he died on a cross and gave his life so that you can have it life and have it more abundantly. And so I want to share some things with you out of Scripture today out of Luke's Gospel chapter 1. I'm going to begin uh, in chapter one, verse one, for as much as many have taken uh, in hand to set forth this order of declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, that you might know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. There was in the days of Herod, king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, And of the course of Abba and his wife was the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. I want to stop right there for a moment and tell you it's not about your age. I'm 72 years old. I traveled 183,000 miles in the air last year. I said it's not about your age. It's about your attitude. You can do what God says you can do if you'll dare to believe him. I'm here to tell you that if you will live with a yes in your heart, If you will live with a yes in your heart, you will be amazed at what the Holy Spirit will. You say, well, I I, I just come to church here. I, I, You know, I'm just a member here. Let me tell you, my Bible tells me in the last days that he's going to pour out of his spirit on all flesh. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be an elder. But you do have to be born again. it's amazing to me how many people are in the church now I'm about to shock you it's amazing to me how many people in the church they know his word but they don't know him they have no relationship with him and until we have a relationship with him all this is is just a book Did you hear what I said? I said, until we have a real relationship with him, this is just a book. But when we have a real relationship with him, you'll be a witness of what he's done in your life. And I don't want a show of hands right now of how long and how much time you've been born again and saved. And some of you even filled with the Holy Spirit. But I do want to ask you a question. And again, I don't want a show of hands but how many of you shared your faith with someone this week? Don't tell me you're a believer if you're not sharing your faith. I, I only get invited one time to most churches. Sometimes it don't. You, you know, I'm serious. Because I'm too old to care about what man thinks about me. I got over that a long time ago. I've got things to do in the nations, and I'm here because this man decided, (laughs) I'm here, blame him. (laughs) That he saw something in my spirit that might bring a revival fire to you. And I'm all about revival. I'm all about going in and getting the fire of God being released on people. Because as the fire of God is being released, you can't help but tell someone else, look what Jesus has done for me. Look what he has done for me. Listen, 33 years now, my wife and I have been missionaries i preached the gospel in 64 nations of the world. And uh, mm, here was a situation with Zacharias and Elizabeth. They were up in their years, past childbearing age. But you know, when the Holy Spirit gets involved, I said when the Holy Spirit gets involved, With your life, it's not about how old you are. It's not about how much education you have. It's not about the pedigree behind your name or in front of your name. It's about the power of Jesus being released in and through you that changes people's lives. Because when they see the love that you have, when they see the joy that you have, when they see the peace that you have, when they see the power that you walk in, when they see the the determination that even in the midst of the greatest trials and valleys that you have to walk through, that you stand and you lift your hands and you praise the Lord because you know he is faithful. He has never left us. He will never forsake you. These people, they were past childbearing age. So my question to you, how big is your God? Let me tell you the story of Jim and Sherry Oxendine. We were attending a church, a local church here in Knoxville, Tennessee. I had been in ministry, called into the ministry when I was 11 years old. I'm 72 now. I stood in an Assembly of God youth camp in Fall Creek Falls when I was 15. Pastor Marvin Gorman, pastor of First Assembly of God New Orleans at that time, was speaking. He said, Tomorrow night, I'm going to all of those that feel a call of God on their life. If you'll come forward, I'm going to lay hands on you and pray for you. I said, I'm going to be the first one there. You have to understand, I was pretty fast on my feet at 15. I didn't have all this weight hanging on. And so I got close to the front as I could get. And I determined in my heart I was going to be the very first one up there. He made that altar call, and I don't know what I was doing, but I looked up and I was going to be the very last one. I looked across there and I said, he'll run out of things to say before he gets to me. I think I'll just go over here and the, and knock somebody out of the way because I know some of these guys, they're, they're not called in ministry. Oh, I'm talking to some of your attitudes too. Huh? Are you hearing me? And so, there I was. I said, no, I'm going to stand still. And when he come, he just put his hand on everybody's head and prayed over them. Said whatever he was going to say. But when he got to me, my dear brother, he put both hands on my shoulders. He looked me square in the eye and he said, look up here. I looked up. He said, son, God's going to send you to the nations. I didn't have a penny in my pocket. I was 15 years old, a farmer's kid in Union County. I told people all the time when I was preaching as a young preacher, I said, you drive as far as you can drive. You walk as far as you can walk. Grab the nearest grapevine, swing in on my daddy's back porch. That's how far back in the sticks we were. I'm telling you, we didn't get the grand old opera, the Friday night grand old opera, till Tuesday. And here he was declaring over me that day was I was going to the nations. That was when I was fifteen. I didn't have anything in my pocket, not a penny. But there was something that happened in my spirit. You see, my spirit caught it and said yes. Some of you today, your spirit's going to catch what I'm saying. Maybe just one of you, the spirit is going to speak into your spirit and release a power into you like you have never dreamed, think, or imagined. In Ephesians chapter one, uh, chapter one, verse seventeen, it says. That the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give unto you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That you may know the hope of his calling and the exceeding, uh oh, there it is. The exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. There, do I have any believers here? Yeah. I'm telling you, he, he sent Sherry and I here to release something into this body. Yeah. I, I, I believe that this church will never be the same for the better, not for the worse. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? I believe that God, if God can take Zacharias, a man that was blameless, uh, he, he had his ducks in a row. He had everything in order. He had everything lined up. His wife was a, a, an heir of uh, Abraham. And guess what? She was barren without child. But in Luke 2, an angel shows up. And Gabriel and he begins to talk to her he talked to Zacharias first Zacharias Zacharias had gone to the temple because he was a priest to burn incense in the temple at his appointed time and Zacharias shows up and the first thing that happens is Zacharias becomes very fearful and then the second thing that happens is that he, uh, he is in doubt and unbelief. Let me tell you, those things are disastrous to a believer. Fear, doubt, and unbelief will rob you of God's best for your life. And all of a sudden, Gabriel begins to pronounce to him that your wife... At an appointed time, it's going to be with child. And he said, how can this be? We're past bearing age. And then Gabriel begins to explain to him, and then he says, in order for you to realize what is about to happen, your mouth is going to be shut. Until it is revealed and comes to pass. I believe his mouth was shut simply because he would negate what God was about to do. Sometimes, sometimes what God tells you is beyond the capacity of our mind to comprehend. But if you will grab hold of it in your spirit, you see, that young man at 15 with his mind couldn't comprehend that God would have me preaching to literally thousands upon thousands upon thousands of of men and women around the world. I've been on international television the live broadcast all across the continent of Africa, Europe, and England. I didn't do that. It wasn't about me. It was about what Jesus wanted to be glorified. You have to understand the possibility that he has in your life is bigger than what your problems are. The problem is this, we're always talking to God about our problem, and we ought to start talking to our problem about our God. I said, we ought to start talking to our problem, how big our God is. We ought to say, hey, you listen to me, cancer, let me tell you how big my God is. You listen to me, devil. Let me tell you how big my God is. He said he should supply my need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Somebody ought to be talking to me. You understand, my finances is not tied to the world's economy and its banking system. My finances is tied to a heavenly resource that never, ever runs dry. Six months later, Gabriel sinned again. He said, I am one who comes from the presence of the Lord, standing in the presence of God. Declaration. Declaration. I've come. Mary. Bible historian says she was about 13 at the time. Says to her, "Blessed and highly favored." You see, when I, I'm looking at you, I'm I'm looking at blessed and highly favored. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? When I look at you, I see blessed and highly favored. You say, well, I don't feel blessed. That's because you're going by your feelings and not by faith. You have to understand, faith will carry you through every battle, every storm, every heartache, every brokenness. You say, you don't understand, preacher. Well, let me tell you, I've lost a father and a mother, a brother and a son. He turned 40 years old August or March of 2015. And the Holy Spirit carried Sherry and I through the loss of our youngest son. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And when I cried out to God, Lord, What's going on? The words I heard and I hear them today. He's with me. He's with me. He's with me. I wouldn't dare bring him back for nothing in the world. This week, his son, my grandson, graduated from the University of Tennessee with a degree in engineering. Let me tell you something. Even in the midst of great loss, he never left me in the midst of great famine he's always provided for me and i we're, we're all caught up in what the world is saying and doing let me tell you the Bible says fear not fear not and when he came that Gabriel came to Mary he said behold highly favored of God and she pondered in her heart what this saying meant And then he began to reveal to her this is going to take place and this is going to take place and this is going to take place. And she said, how can it be? Because I have never been with a man. Let me tell you something. God, (laughs) the only time ever recorded in the history of man were the seed of the Holy Spirit came from the seed of a woman. So you see, because Adam committed treason, Adam and Eve committed treason, sin was upon the world and upon mankind. Are you hearing me? And this virgin was about to conceive by the Holy Ghost the seed of Abraham, Emmanuel, God with us. Now, her response is a question, how can this be? And she said, he said, the most high will overshadow you. I'm telling you, the most high is wanting to overshadow Emmanuel, assembly of God church today. Are you with me? He's wanting to overshadow you. He's wanting to pour over you something in his supernatural power, releasing something to you greater than you could dare think or imagine. And so are you willing to say yes? Are you willing to say, God, I want to be a part of that. I want to be different. I don't care what the world says. I want what kingdom says. I want what the kingdom says. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I I want to release to you today and pray over you as a body of Christ that the Holy Spirit will begin to create such a hunger and a thirst for more of him like you have never had before. Like you have never had, because Mary's response was one that I love so dearly. She said, "Behold, be it unto me according to Thy word. Be according to my your word. Let it happen. Let it happen in me, Lord. I declare." Let it happen in Jim Oxendine. Until the day I die, I want the fire of the Holy Spirit in my life. I'm willing to pay the price of whatever he asks. For I will not have anything less than all he has for me. There's going to be so many people I believe in Christendom that stands before the throne room of the judgment seat of Christ. And when he unveils to us the things that were ours that we didn't take hold of, we cannot afford to be lackadaisical in our attitude toward the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit. Again, a few days after I was in that position, Uh, in Amet, Louisiana. I was in Africa, and I was setting. I was a a speaker at a a large conference there for ministers. It's called Zion City Church was the name of the church. Bishop John Shibushu and and, uh, Apostle Therese Shambushu was the leaders of the uh, church, and a network of a group of churches, and I was sitting there, and another bishop was preaching, and I heard in my spirit, uh, I'm releasing an apostolic grace upon the church. And I wrote it down, and I dated it. I've got it in this Bible, uh, in in Acts. And then I heard, I went to my hotel room and began to seek the Lord. And he said, I want you to live in the book of Acts until the book of Acts lives in you. And I have since that day lived in the book of Acts because I am convicted by Acts chapter 3, verse 5, where Peter and John goes up to the gate called Beautiful at the time of prayer. And there's a lame man from his mother's womb, carried there to beg alms. And he looks at Peter and John as they look on him. And they look to him, uh, uh, upon him. And Peter says, fix your eyes on us. And he looked to see if he was going to receive some monetary value because he was a beggar. But guess what? Peter said, Such as I have. Silver and gold I do not have, but such as I have, give I unto thee. And he reached down, brother, and took him by the hand, and he lifted him up, and immediately his ankle bones received strength, and he went running and leaping into the temple praising God and magnifying God. And all that saw him Knew that this was the the beggar that sat at the gate called Beautiful, begging alms. Let me tell you, I'm looking for a body of Christ that's not afraid to pray for people, to see them healed and delivered. I'm looking for a people that is not afraid to dare to believe him for the miraculous, for the signs and wonders to be revealed in them and through them. It didn't say you had to have a, a PhD in your uh, behind your name. I happened to have one. And a, a young a dear brother that's gone to be with the Lord when they uh, uh, was praying over me, he said, "Jim, that simply means uh post hole digger." <laughs> so he knew exactly how to put me in my place. You understand? So it's not about how much education. Education is wonderful. Education will help you uh, gain more knowledge. But it's not knowledge that we need. We need the Holy Spirit. Because he is knowledge. Oh, hey, hey, I just said something there you better grab hold of you see Holy Spirit is knowledge he said he would lead you and guide you he will, he will teach you things to come he will show you things to come teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance anybody dealing with uh, uh, memory lapses get the Holy Ghost pray in tongues begin to pray in tongues more watch what happens he'll bring all kinds of things to your remembrance the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Oh, are you hearing what I'm telling you? The power of Jesus Christ living. begin on the inside of you. Oh, it's only 11 o'clock. I got
0: till
1: 1230. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, <laughs> I was just in Uganda, and we teach a course called Global Pathway. And uh, I have three other men that travel, I travel with, and we all divide the courses up. And when it came my time to teach, it was getting almost time. Uh, you you have to understand, in uh, Uganda, their lunchtime is 2 o'clock, not 12, okay? So I started at 12 during the training, and I was, I trained, I, I taught up till 2 o'clock, and uh, I got a note from the leader of the conference, teach another 30 minutes, lunch is not ready, not already taught, two hours, so now I'm teaching two and a half hours, when 2.30 came, I got another note. Teach another 30 minutes. So I just started preaching. And I preached for another 30 minutes. Then I got another note. It's not ready yet. Teach and preach another 30 minutes. So I got it. Okay. I said, what about the team? Is their lunch ready? Yes. Send them on. Because after I get through, somebody's going to have to take over. So I preached another 30 minutes. And you can see it on YouTube. It's there. I'm telling you, you can only give away what you have. You can only give away what you have. And I have in me a hunger that I will not stop until I know that the Holy Spirit is releasing something in you. Now, let me see your hand. How many of you are hungry for a move of the Holy Spirit in your family? Are you hungry for a move of God in your children? Are you hungry for a real... Now, I'm talking about real hunger. Because, you see, it's one thing to be hungry... But it's another thing to be desperate, and God's looking for a people who are desperate for Him. He's challenging me every day. I'm an early morning person. My wife is not. Uh, how many ladies in here are not early morning people? Let me see your hands. Huh? Oh Lord. And I bet you your husbands were early morning people. <laughs> well, I'm an early morning person, so I'm up around five. Oh, no.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a truth. And I'm I'm in my office and I'm praying. I have worship music on. I have one of those little old bitty boxes and I tell uh, Alexia, I say, put on elevation worship. And Elevation Worship will come on, and I'm reading and praying and ministering to the Lord. Because I don't care where I'm at, I know I'm going to be called on to give out something. If I'm in a a restaurant and the Holy Spirit speaks to me to pray for our waiter, guess what? I'm going to pray for our waiter. I'm going to bless our waiter. Let me give you an example of that. I was in West Lafayette, Indiana for services and I I'd, I'd been there and, and another missionary friend of mine was with me and I took a young man from that church uh, with me back in November uh, of the the year prior to Africa with me and turned him loose. And what do you mean by that Jim? well, Uh, I was in a meeting prior to to this happening in that church, and the pastor, Pastor Jeff Johns, said, uh, Jim Oxendine, stand up. So I stood up, and he said, Do you want some young men to go with you? I said, I've been praying for years that God would send young men to go with me so I could release what God's doing in and through me to them, and they can go on and carry on the message. And he looked over at this young man, and he said, Jesse, you want to go to Africa with Jim Oxendine? Because you never know what's going to happen. It could be hot. It could be cold. You never know what you're going to eat. I confirmed to him that he would eat Spam. (laughs) Because I carry two cans of it with me to Africa wherever I go and a couple cans of cayenne sausage, and hot sauce. (laughs) And so we went. I preached, and I told him. I said, now, Jesse, I'm going to make an altar call, and then you're going to pray for all these people that are coming up. So I preached, made an altar call, hundreds come forward. I went over and sat down and said, now, Jesse, it's your turn. Go pray for them. Hundreds of people. Then I turned him loose on the young people. He gave his testimony. Eight people came to Christ. Ten got filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And when I come back, I wanted to have lunch with him. So now, moving forward, and we're in this restaurant. We're sitting around this big table. And this young lady comes to wait on us, and she happens to To come and stand right beside me. Now, you have to hear. You know, I'm old school. And uh, I looked up, and she had a ring in her nose, and her earlobes was had holes in them, great big things, you know, and she was tattooed from everything you could see. And while she's talking. Getting the drink orders, the Holy Spirit said, I want you to pray for her. I've got a word for her. And that's when I looked up to see what I was going to be praying for. I said, you've got to be kidding me. Are you sure about this, Lord? Yes. So I reached out to grab her hand. When I grabbed her hand, I said, young lady, the Lord tells me he has a word for you and her eyes began to water and she jerked loose and took off well she didn't even take our order so I know she's coming back and so she comes back and she had she, she wasn't very bright cause she come and stood right back beside me this time I put one of them down grips on her Holy Ghost grip. It, she was not getting away. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. One of them grips. Huh? And I held on. She tried to get one. I said, uh-uh, you stand right here, girl. I said, the Lord told me to tell you that he knows exactly what you're going through and that you were born to praise and worship him. He loves you. And if you walk with him and and let him be your guide and director, he will bring you through everything that you're dealing with. Would you like to know him? She began to bawl. And I said, Jesus loves you. And I began to pray for her and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus to her in her life. And then, I let go of her hand. She grabbed something and wiped her tears and walked away. She came back, got her orders and fed us, took good care of us. And brother, guess what? Then the Lord said, I want you to bless her. I said, hold on. I just did. I prayed for her. (laughs) No, I want you to really bless her. I said, oh, come on now, Lord, you know I'm a missionary, and I'm about to leave and go to Africa. I, you know what money I got my father. He said, I want you to give it to her. I said, Lord, that's a lot of money. He said, son, you going to obey me? Mm, you know I am, but I'm going to give you a talking dude. Mm-hmm. See, some of you all, you, you, you think he, he doesn't know your heart, so you... <laughs> And then I said this, I said, "Brother, Lord, here's what I'll do. You helped me to make it to where it's not an embarrassment to her and that no one else knows what I'm doing. Because there was a whole group of us down the table. Can you do that for me, Lord? He said, mm-hmm. And so it worked out. And I walked up to her and I said, I know that you're overwhelmed by this word that the Lord had me give you, but you're about to be overwhelmed again because this is something the Lord told me to do. And I'd already counted out the $100 bills and I tucked them in my hand, folded them up like that, and I put them in her hand and closed it and walked out the door. Her life will never be the same. Two weeks later, I'm in my office and I get a text message from a lady in California that I hadn't heard from in probably a year and a half, maybe two. She said, I've sold a piece of property and I'm sending you a check for $10,000. You know where, where that $10,000 was released? When I walked over. Because I was willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Isaiah chapter one, verse 19. You see, when, when it was released to me was when I was willing to say Yes. You know what I'm talking about. You see, it's not about it's not about any of this. It's not about what our past is. It's about Jesus. Loves you right where you're at. He cares for you right where you're at. He's not worried about if you have that ring there and that there and that there. He doesn't care. He loves you right where you're at. You understand what I'm telling you? You see, Jesus, he, we say, hey, we've got to live this way. We've got to do this. We've got we've to be perfect. Get over yourself. There's only one that's perfect. His name is Jesus. He come to minister to the broken, the wounded, the downtrodden, the people in the streets, the people down Magnolia Avenue. come on. Give me a church for people like this right here. This right here. Give give me Yeah, I'm just just an example, please. Give me give me some of these. Because when they get on fire for God, the Holy Ghost will do through them because you know what? They know how it was hell. They've been going through and that power of the joy that's going to be in their lives, hell can't stop them. Nothing the devil can do can stop them. Why? Because they know where they come from. And see, that's old so old-time religious folks. My wife and I was with Pastor Rodney Hard Brown the other day. And we were meeting with him for about 45 minutes, and I told him, I looked him square in the eye, and I said, I finally found two men that hates religion as much as I do. I'm telling you, the letter kills, the spirit gives life. And this is not about do's and don'ts. This is about a relationship with the power of Jesus Christ that will transform your life forever and ever. That not only forgives your past sins, but forgives your present sins and forgives your future sins. You better read the book. Because when Jesus came, Emmanuel, God with us. Would you put that worship song on, my brother? How many of you have received something from the Lord this morning, this word? All right. I want you I have some newsletters back there, guys, and, and prayer uh, cards. If you want to take one, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you want to sign up for a newsletter via email, there's a... Please make it where my wife can read it. When you sign up for it, we do about, what, three a year, four a year, four a year, and... Uh, I'd appreciate that but I want you to stand with me and I want to give you an opportunity if you're here and you do not know Jesus let me encourage you and tell you right now hell is a real place hell is a real place and I don't want you to go there and if you're in your right mind you don't want to go there because it's everlasting torment Everlasting torment. Unquenchable
0: fire. You know,
1: we don't have enough preaching about hell anymore. But it is a real place. But let me tell you something. Why would anybody choose to go to hell when we have such a loving Jesus? Huh? that we have such a loving Jesus. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, won't you just, everybody bow your head. And if you're without Christ, I want to pray with you. I want to let you know that God loves you. Right where you're at. All you have to do is say, yes, to please. Anybody, if you just raise your hand, let me see it. I want to pray with you. Anybody here? Everybody here is saved. Everybody here is born again. Praise the Lord. Is there anyone here? This message that I've been speaking to you and If you would like for my wife and I to lay hands on you and pray for you, I believe in impartation. I said, I believe in impartation. If you would like prayer, you'll come, we'll pray. And I'm not going to wait very long until I turn this over to
0: Pastor Brent. only fan are you kidding
1: me Amy. anybody else Pastor Brent will you come let's pray you're welcome I pray the fire of God be on all of you, on everyone in this congregation. Did you know I've got a second cousin that comes to your church? Yeah. He he wasn't even born when I... But his mama, I know very well. Yeah. His granddaddy. Leonard, oh, Father, raise your hands, get ready. Lord, you know what you're doing. You called us here to speak to this congregation, and I thank you for Pastor Brent and his beautiful wife that they said in their heart that we should come. And so, Lord, Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you would release a greater dimension of the anointing greater dimension of the anointing on their lives, in and through their lives, the healing power of Jesus being released in and through them. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Lord, release your kingdom in and through this man. Use him, Lord. Use him. Let your kingdom come. Your will be done. Lord, my brother from Louisiana, you know what's going on? And I speak life, healing, health, and wholeness to him in the name of Jesus. Let him be filled and overfilled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Give him eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to comprehend the Spirit of the living God moving in and through him and on him, Lord. that out of my Oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, rivers, Lord, rivers, 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 Lord, let your river of life come, let your rivers of life come. In the name of Jesus, pour out your spirit, pour out your spirit. 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 Pour, 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 pour. in the name of Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Let's set that under. Let your healing power flow. Lord. Hallelujah. My dear sister, you don't have to beg him. You don't have to beg him. He's already healed. He stood in Pilate's home 2,000 years plus ago and declared, what's your name, first name? Susan. Father, I speak to Susan's body. I command her voice to return. I command it in the name of Jesus. Every artery, every artery be cleansed. Lord, we speak healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Complete clarity in the name of Jesus who be healed in the name of Jesus. Everything that this the enemy has tried to do to kill this lady has to cease and desist its operation. Somebody come in agreement with me right now. Put your hands out this way. Somebody, if you feel led to come up here, put your hands on her. Get up here. Get up here. In the name of Jesus we speak life into this body, into this vocabulary, into the brain cells. Lord, you created her. Even our brain cells recreate themselves. So in the name of Jesus. Total healing, total restoration. Restoration in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be, of the the of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Over Blessed be the name of the
0: Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord. The
1: Lord's good. I, I said, The Lord's good. Not me, but the Lord's good. Amen. Your name Amen. Hallelujah. Your Glory to God. God. Lord, yes, articulate vocabulary, Pray come now in the name of Jesus. what God does. In the name of Jesus, you're healed. Amen. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Man, can you just lift your hands and just thank the Lord today. Hallelujah. Lord, we just love you. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. Jesus, hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We worship you in this place. Hallelujah. Just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Just thank him for what he's doing in your life right now. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, name, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I just I just feel that God is still working. I don't want to rush him. It doesn't have to happen up here on the platform for it to be happening. I believe that the Holy Spirit just wants to continually minister in his body and through his body. And so if you've been stirred in your spirit today, that's the Lord working in you. Just yield to that right now. Give it voice if you're comfortable doing that. Raise your hands, lift your voice. Give it voice if you're not comfortable doing it. Come on, do it on purpose. Do it on purpose. Do it anyway. Hallelujah. And just let him flow through your circumstances whatever it may be. You know there's things that you're facing that maybe nobody else knows about. It doesn't matter, he knows. Come on, give him voice, give him expression, let him out, release him into your circumstances. Hallelujah, the word says that we speak to the mountain. Hallelujah, speak, sometimes you've gotta open your mouth and just let it flow in Jesus' name. If you don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit gives you utterance. Hallelujah, it might not even make sense to you, it might just be a praise to your God. And lord we just thank you thank you for what you're doing right now hallelujah hallelujah i believe that that things even minute changes are happening right now in the hearts of in the hearts of your people lord father god you you want to shift us into a place where we receive the spirit the way that brother jimmy was preaching today father god let this be something that's permanent in our lives lord in this church Father God, tweak us, adjust us Some of us, we're not 100 miles off course We're just right there We just need little adjustments To fine tune us, to hear your voice Father God, do that right here today Do that right now in Jesus' name Hallelujah Just take what you need from heaven In Jesus' name Hallelujah. He's already provided. Everything we, we read this Bible, man, is past tense. The work of Jesus Christ has been completed. What did he say on the cross? It is finished. Come on, say it with me. It is finished. So heaven has already moved. Heaven has already provided for your salvation and for you to be right with God. Heaven has already provided for you to be healed and to walk in the presence of the Holy Spirit heaven has already moved he's waiting for you to respond so just open your heart to him right now right now and respond in jesus name in jesus name hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus
1: Hallelujah.